to ask for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let's begin to pray. If we can pray in tongues, begin to pray. Ask for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. to the Lord. Thank you, God bless you. Hallelujah. Let's have our seats. Good morning, everybody. Are we cold? 
Good morning, everybody. Yeah, welcome to church. I want to thank the pastors for this opportunity he has given unto the youth. God bless you. Can we give them a round of applause? I want to thank the entire youth schools as well. They are wonderful people. Can we give them a round of applause? Amen. So, in our fellowship, we are starting uh, a series. And the theme is Journey into Power. Uh, I'll be starting today, and I'll be talking about manifestation without limitation. Tomorrow, Brother Sam will be talking about commanding results commanding results can we open our bible to the book of judges 15 judges chapter 15 verse 9 to 14 okay i read then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in lay. Verse 10. Verse 10. And the men of Judah said, Why are you come up against us? And they said, and they answered, To bind Samson. And we are come up to do to him as he had done to us. 11. Can we be fast, please? Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of rock of, went to the top of the rock Etam, and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are ruler over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. Uh, and they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And, and they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast, and deliver thee into their hand, but surely we will not kill. Verse 14, the last verse. And when he had come to lay, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cause that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his bands loosed off his hands. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. The book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, And ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon thee. So we'll be looking at manifestation without limitation. One thing I want us to understand as a believer is every believer, every born again Christian has a calling. You have a calling of God over your life. Simply you can say call to service. Amen. 
So we can say call to service. And there are two types of calling. We can say the primary calling, which is what every believer has. And then we can say the secondary calling, which we also call the Christian calling. If you check the book of Galatians 2, it's Apostle Paul spoke about how Peter has been called as an apostle to the Jew, while the him has been called as an apostle to the Gentile. Now, for every believer, the first thing we need to understand is what is your calling? What is my calling? What is my calling? And then the second thing we need to understand is what is the nature of my calling? I believe everybody, every Christian, it's easy for you to know what your calling is. But many times, we do not know the nature of your calling. Whenever we get a new job, the first thing you get when you get your offer letter is your JD, your job description. They'll tell you you are expected to be at your desk 9 a.m. except on public holidays you are supposed to be at the office and so forth. So also as a Christian who has a calling, you need to know what is the nature of your calling. And then also you need to understand what are the demands of your calling. It is part of the demand of Apostles Paul, Apostles Paul calling not to be married. He said, if everyone could be like him, they should stay unmarried. But so you don't burn out of passion, of desire. So it is expected, it is better for you to marry so that you do not sin. And then, fourthly, you need to understand what are the likely obstacles that can prevent you from fulfilling your calling. What are the likely obstacles? Be it internal or external obstacles. You know, for many of us, when we have, when we're talking about the external barriers, it's easy for you to say, oh, when they bring, for a lady, they bring you a revealing clothes that probably reveals your, your chest. You can say, no, I can't wear that. I'm a Christian. Or they give you a bottle of beer. You can say, no, I don't drink that. But many times, our problem is always the internal barrier. And it is in this regard I've come to speak to us today on the limitations that can prevent us from manifesting. In the Bible text that we read, Samson, Samson represents the two kinds of Christians that we have today. The two types of Christians, which is those who understand their calling and they are able to deal with both the internal and the external barrier. If you look at Samson, Samson was a man anointed from the womb. There are just two people that were anointed from the book, from the Bible, Samson and Jesus, from the womb. Don't get me wrong, from the womb. So Samson knew there was a call of God upon his life. Bring anything external to Samson. Bring down a gate, it's going to bring it down. A lion is going to tear it apart. But when it comes to the internal, whenever Samson sees a girl, a pretty woman, something breaks loose from the inside of Samson. Suddenly, he cannot control himself. And it is this limitation 
that led to the fall of Samson. Tell your neighbor, deal with that that is that is within. Deal with that that is killing you from within. You know, the Bible says the devil is roaming up and down on the surface of the earth looking for who to devour. What the devil does is he's constantly going to look for a loophole in your life. And that's where he's going to attack you. If you are an angry man, it is that anger he's going to use to attack you. And you know what? The devil is very patient. 10 years, 20 years, he's going to wait for that slight moment when you are going to break loose. And then he's going to bring you down. If you remember the story of Peter, when Jesus was walking on water, and then Peter said unto him, bid me to come. And then Peter started walking on water. And about some point, when he realized, oh, he was walking on water, he became scared. So Peter had this fear in him. That was why when Jesus was being persecuted, was going to be crucified, Peter, the same fear that he had, devil knew, and he used against Peter. So much more that in the presence of a little girl, Peter denied Jesus. May we not deny Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> so back to the Bible text that we read. Every time something gets into the city, he's always coming as a gentleman. But before you know it, he becomes popular. Engineer Samson, Dr. Samson, Evangelist Samson, everything. But he could deal with anything that was from the outside. But from within, he could not. And that's character. Character is from within, but he finds expression on the outside. And I want you to understand, every time your reputation is beginning to grow higher than your character, begin to watch it. When your reputation, oh, that man can command fire. Oh, that man can heal the sick. But you know that right inside your view, you are just patching up. Begin to watch it. Because that is where the devil is going to attack you. And from the last verse we read, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily on Samson. Now, I want us to understand that irrespective of your weaknesses, the Spirit of God is going to walk through you. That's what the Bible says. On the last day, many will say to him, Oh, I did this in your name. I raised the dead. I walked this. But God is going to say unto them, I know you not, ye workers of iniquity. Yes, when you were here, you were working for God. But spiritual mind, are you in tune with God? Is your character in line with what God has specified for you and I? We can come to church every day thinking nobody knows me. Nobody knows if I'm an angry man in my room. But we come, we lift up holy hands. You can deceive me, I can deceive you, but we cannot deceive God. And trust me, in no time, he is going to break you down. 
And there are, you know, the Bible says the presence of the Lord came mightily on Samson. Now I want to talk about the presence of the Lord. Okay, there are three types of the presence of the Lord. We have the omniscient presence of the Lord, which is what sustains everything that we have today. God doesn't have to wake up every morning to say, hey, moon, it's time for you to go to sleep, sun, it's time for you to show. But his omniscient presence, his omniscient presence keeps everything in check, keeps everything in place. And also we have the special presence of the Lord. That is what the Bible says, when two or more are gathered in his name, there he is. If you and I, we know that Jesus is here today, is this how you will behave? If you know that next to you, Jesus is standing there. He said he's not going to come. He said he's there. But you know, we come to church thinking Jesus will come. Thinking maybe his presence will manifest in our midst. We do not know that Jesus is here with us. Many times we are in church, most especially we the youth, we are checking our social medias, we are chatting, and Jesus is just right there, looking at us. If Jesus is like a human being that you can see, is that how you will behave? And you know, we Christians, we take peace for levity, for uh, as something, something little. You dare not go to the other faith's temple, and then your phone rings. Your phone cannot ring there. Not to talk of during prayer. You are bringing out your phone. Many of us, if you receive a call right now, you will go out to go and pick the call. Because we think Jesus is in heaven. But Jesus says he is here. Where two or more are gathered in his name. And the third kind of presence is the manifest presence of the Lord, the manifest presence of the Lord. If we look at the book of Second Corinthians 12, Apostle Paul writes, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body or heart of body, I do not know. God knows caught up in the third heaven. And I know that this man, whether in body or apart from the body, I do not know, was caught up into paradise and had things too scared to be put into words. Things that a person is not permitted to speak. Hallelujah. Amen. Apostle Paul talks about when he was able to experience the manifest presence of the Lord. It is at this moment where God begins to speak to you about your future, about the things that has happened in the past that no man, no one has ever told you. No creature in this earth has ever mentioned this to you. It is at this moment God tells you the words of wisdom comes out and you begin to tell, oh, this is what is going to happen. That is what is going to happen. I don't know if any of you has studied when the Spirit of God comes over your life. 
I don't know. If you look at our Father in the Lord, Daddy Gio, I have experienced moments where the power, the presence of God over his life was too much. He could not stand. He could not stand. There was a particular Holy Ghost night. The interpreter was right there to him. He said something in English. was expecting him to interpret. But the man was not speaking. Because the presence, the Holy Ghost power was exuding through him. And that man froze. You can go check it out. It's on the internet. The manifest presence of the Lord. Sir, ma, you don't need to go to a prophet. You don't need to get a prayer contractor before you can manifest in presence, before you can experience his presence. Right there in your closet, in the moment of abandonment, when you call upon him, he said, those who seek me, they'll find me. They'll find me. Do you know what God's presence does? There was this part in the Bible. God was preaching unto people. And at some point, he said, these people, how are we going to feed them? And they said, oh, there was no food. But there is a little boy that has five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish. And he said, bring it to me. My brother, can you take your worry to God and say, God, this is my trouble. The only thing Jesus did in that verse, he just blessed it, he gave thanks. And five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish multiplied in God's presence. In God's presence. Amen. Imagine a world where we do not have God's presence. You know, last week we spoke about the gain of pain. And then we spoke about how Jesus died and was nailed to the cross, was crucified. For a slight moment, the Bible says God turned away. He looked away from his son. He did not take away his presence. The Bible says he just turned his eyes away because the son was carrying the sins of the world at that moment. And the Bible says everything were darkened. Just, Jesus decided to look away. What will happen if God takes his presence away from this world? You see, the stars we are seeing in the night is one million times bigger than the sun. If that sun should fall on this earth, everything is gone. But his presence sustains all of this. And that's why I've come to us this morning. We cannot experience his presence when we are not in tune with him. You know, today, many of us, we come to church for activities. After service, I'm going to see my friends. After service, we are going to talk. I'll buy something outside. But we do not come because we want to catch something. That is why many of the things that happen in the old, you say, oh, in the times of Babalola, in the times of Vincent Daosa. Vincent Daosa had that. 
he could raise the dead. And he started going into people's houses. You have a dead man here? Until he got one and he raised the dead. Because he had expectation. He was already filled with the spirit. You can't experience his presence when we still wallow in sin. And you know what? When the manifest presence of the Lord comes, he comes to do something. And when he leaves, he leaves a part of him with you. The Bible says, when Moses went up into the mount and he said he wants to see God, God told him, you cannot see me. But said, I will allow you to see my glory. God kept him in between the cliff and covered his face with his hands. The only thing Moses saw was his back, his glory. And when he came down, Aaron, Miriam, he said, oh, don't look at us, don't look at us. Why? Because he was carrying the glory of God. If you and I carry the glory of God, like the Bible has promised us, you and I don't need to struggle. I'm not saying temptations won't come. I'm not saying troubles won't come. It will come. But it will give you the grace. It's going to give you and I the grace. Now, back to Samson. Every time Samson runs into trouble, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him. But you know what? The Spirit of the Lord is going to deal with the things that are just external. Why? Because Samson never invited him to his heart. He never did. And you know what the Bible says? It says, behold, I'm at the door of your heart. I am knocking. Jesus is not a gate crasher. If you do not invite him, he will not come in. If you do, everybody can be here. Oh, I know this. See, do not mistake the supernatural to be spirituality. I can be standing in front of you here and I can perform wonders. It doesn't mean I'm spiritual. I can be somewhere, maybe one man has given me something. And then, it is just for me to control the elements. And something happens. But, there can never be spirituality and there won't be supernatural. There can never be spirituality and there won't be supernatural. And how do we get this? This is by inviting the Holy Spirit into our life. If he keeps knocking and you do not open, he won't come in. He won't come in. He's just going to be out there. He's going to keep knocking. He says, seek me where you can find me now. When you can find me. But you know, many times, we feel my strength can carry me through. You know, remember the story of Uzzah in the Bible. They said, oh, they were carrying the ark of God and they were dancing. And the ark of God was going to fall off the cart. Uzzah means strength. And Uzzah stretched his hands to save the ark. And the Bible said God was angry with him and struck him dead. You know that? This same ark of God was living in their house. Living in their house, but they felt it was just like any other thing. 
It is, now I'm saying to you, it is how you perceive God that is going to deal with you. If you see him as, God is just my friend. Oh, we had one meeting on Monday in the youth fellowship. And the sister that led us said, oh, we should have a relationship with Jesus. We should have a prayer, prayer relationship with Jesus. So that it is not only when we fall into trouble, we call on him. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. Seek him when you can find him. It says, ask. But many times, you know, I said this, for youth, the only time we ask for God's opinion, many times, not every time, many, many times, oftentimes, when we ask for God's opinion, is when we want to choose our life partner. One, and two, when God says you should give a certain amount to the church. When we want to choose our life partner, that is when we start. God, are you sure this is the sister? Are, are you sure? God will help us to be like brother Emmanuel that gave the testimony so that we can also hear from God. Amen. And when it is time for us to give to church, that is when we start saying, God, in the mouth of two or more witnesses, your word shall be established. Are you sure you want me to give this sacrificial giving? But when we have a relationship with him, not until when we come to church and we come and lie on the altar. I'm not saying it's not good to lie on the altar. Not when we visit one pastor in his house and we say, hey, this, I'm not saying it's not good to visit the pastor. But the same access our pastors, they have, you also have it. The same access. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he said, the veil to the temple was torn and gives us direct access to the Father. So we don't have to go to the priest and say, priest, please help me to talk to God. No. But you cannot be outside this carcass. You cannot be outside this clique and you want to experience him. Not possible. It won't work. The Bible says, Can a man be in sin and ask for the grace of God to abound? Says God forbid. Today, I've come to talk to us. You want to experience his presence, you have to take him in. You have to allow him. You know. Many times, even many of us that we know, and we know that, yes, Jesus is on the throne, we still don't allow him. We still don't. We still assume, oh, let me, let me give it a shot. You know, I've experienced moments in my life that I've said to myself, I, I will do it, I will do it, I will do it, I will do it. But then, it fails. By your strength, no man can prevail. In conclusion, God wants to commune with you and I. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to experience that presence. See, 
when you experience that presence, I bet you nothing outside this will entice you anymore. Nothing outside will entice you anymore. But you cannot experience it when you are not, you have not accepted him. You have not confessed him. You have not said unto him that, hey God, I can't do it by my strength anymore. And you know when he comes, he looks at all the things you are dealing with, anger, fornication, adultery, gossiping, you know, little, little foxes. You say, it's just a white lie. I pray you won't be giving white lie when the rapture shall sound. It's white lie, but it's going to hinder your passage into his kingdom. And like I said, if you do not have him in your heart, you cannot experience his presence. I want us to bow down our heads. The Bible says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, you shall find rest. You can say your own sin, your own internal limitation can be managed. Maybe your own is pride. At least I have money. Maybe your own is, oh, you have a good job. You don't need anybody's help. But I tell you, by your help, you cannot prevail. I want you to invite him in. I want you to call on him. Lord, I surrender everything unto you. I want to experience your manifestation. But you cannot experience it without limitations in your life. With limitations in your life. You cannot experience it when you have not come to the understanding that by your strength you cannot prevail. Say, Holy Spirit, I surrender everything unto you. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to manifest, to experience your manifestation beyond My expectation in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.